our old medical team walked and we basically like hired like, this interim like Hollywood medical team. What happened to Eva? She was the us. You're gonna say that. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the BTD podcast. As always, I'm your host today, Denzel, with my co-hosts Karis and Kevin. And this is going to be an interesting episode because those of you that have been listening for a while know I'm a Chelsea fan. So to be honest, I don't have much to say right now. I have a lot to say, but at the same time, I refuse to speak because this is basically an intervention for me. Like, I'm going to get cooked today because these men are having the time of their life. Meanwhile, my club's doing Higgy Hagger. So let's start with the obvious because this guy's just smiling right now. Karis, you just <laughs> won the LD. Eight points clear. Number 14 is loading. How does it feel to be an Arsenal fan right now? Uh, being an Arsenal fan, beautiful right now. Eight <laughs> points clear of Man City. Nine points clear of Newcastle and Man United. Chelsea are closer to relegation than they are to us. Life is good. Life is just good. Just beat Spurs in the North London derby. 2-0 comfy win. Like, oh, life is good, man. I'm just I'm just chilling right now. I just can't wait till this title come. The missus supports Chelsea, so she's not hearing the end of this. Yeah, life is good, man. So talk about today's game. Who were your standout players? And obviously, a lot of people were doubting whether because um, Gabriel Jesus got injured, you know, people saying, oh, like, Nketiah is not going to be able to fill in. You know, you need another backup striker again. But I think he's done a decent job. Like, he stepped up. And even though he doesn't score every single game, Again, he he's filling that role for Jesus where like he links up, you know, he brings players in. How do you rate his performance today? No, I think Kessie did really well. Like maybe he probably could have finished a few chances better, but he was working so hard today. He was everywhere, you know, holding up the ball. Like, you know, all the things that everyone said that we'd missed from Jesus. And Ketty has been bringing it. Obviously, maybe not to the same extent as he does because, you know, they're different players, but he's done so well. You know, it's funny. If you go on like, you know, those football rating apps, if you see like the... One for Arsenal and Spurs. Literally every Arsenal player's got a green rating. That's how good we were today. Like, there's so many performances I could talk about other than Ketia. For example, Gabriel, warrior at the back, locked up Harry Kane. Kevin, I know you've got things to say about Harry Kane. That's not a difficult task. That's not a difficult task. (laughs) (laughs) I saw Harry Kane do a defensive clearance. That's why I knew this guy's meaty, bro. I don't know what he was doing back there when he hoofed it from the fence. I was like, this guy plays everywhere but striker. Do you know what I think? Harry Kane plays football for those, um, he plays for them art of football comps. You know the ones where you see the man that are passing it 50 yards? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like like that's what Harry Kane plays for. I mean, I feel like he's such a weird player, Harry Kane, because Conte himself, yeah, since he's taken over at Spurs, he's mismanaged a lot of players. I don't know how Son fell off the face to earth and just he basically doesn't score anymore. I think he's got like four goals in the league this season, which is mad because that's the same son that literally won the golden boot this season before. So for him to go from winning the golden boot, basically not being able to score, something's gone wrong there. I don't know. Like, just Conte's system is weird. I don't think it fits Spurs. They've got the wrong players in the wrong system. Conte is the most frustrating manager in the league. Have you seen him every time the camera pans on him? He looks like he just has to murder everybody. He looks so unhappy in Tottenham. It's actually peak. He was, yeah, just, right. he was just giving... He was bad-mouthing Shaka Bear, man. He chats yeah. way too much, this Conte guy. Hates him. Yeah, he's just... I don't know. I, I feel like he's not going to be there for more than two seasons, Max. He's going to leave. He's either going to leave or they're going to sack him. Probably trying to get Luis Enrique or something. But um, a player that I want to talk about from today's game, just in gen- this season in general from the Arsenal team is Odegaard. That goal he scored was amazing. And just this season alone, I think he's been like the one of the best midfielders in the league this season, if not the best midfielder. He's just been a completely different player compared to when they first got him. I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I'll go as far as saying best player in the league this season. 100%. Yeah. It's a shout, to be honest. It's a, it's a good shout. I wouldn't even argue against it. How much did you guys get him for again? Like 30 odd million, I think, something like that. Yeah, that's a steal, man. Casemiro's doing more for United than Odegaard for Arsenal. Relax, relax. You, you'll get your time to talk about United later. The CDM <laughs> position is the most disrespected position in football. You're saying this now only because he plays for United, but we move. No, no, he's optimising that midfield. But like, nevertheless, it is the Arsenal segment, so I'll let you have your shine. 
I'll, I'll rain on your parade with my we'll, we'll get on to Casemiro's carry job and the reason why he stands up more because <laughs> this guy's LeBron in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Saka as well. He he had a really good game. Like he's been so consistent that people just don't you know talk about him as highly as they should. Like. I'm so sorry, but I don't want to hear these Foden comparisons ever again. I'm so sorry. I don't want to hear it. We'll get onto his performance later when he gets the United segment. But like Saka is far clear of every youngster in the league. Probably right now on form, the best right winger in the world right now. I don't. I can't think of anyone better right now. Mm. Yeah, but my spirit is not happy about something. But yeah, okay, have it. Yeah, let spirit not we'll be happy. Like, that's, that's how well we're we'll we'll playing for now. Until, until until better evidence comes to light, we'll let that slide. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, have to hold I, that. We're yeah. top of the league, so obviously these shouts will be happening. I hear it until your season crumbles and City wins the league again. But yeah, you're top of the league, yeah. But as a United fan that I am, I do have to mention that next year Arsenal will have the weakest title defense that the, that the Premier League has ever seen. <laughs> Look at this guy. You won't, you won't double. Shoot. You'll be weak as hell like next year because Man City will wake up, Liverpool will wake up. I can't speak on United, Chelsea. Chelsea don't even have a, a Chelsea don't even know what they're doing. Chelsea just buying everybody that they just see, bro. I don't know what Chelsea are doing, bro. No, but do you know, do you know what to talk about as well in the Arsenal team that is so consistent and is like, you know, really helps the way we play? Has to be Zinchenko. I think City made a huge mistake selling him. Yeah. I think even if you go online, just like Twitter or whatever, what I've seen with a lot of City fans is they're not so fast that they sold Jesus, but a lot of them really, really got pissed off when Zinchenko was sold. Besides the player he is as well, He's a very, very big locker room presence. I don't know if you've seen that clip of where he was like geeing up the team, speaking to them before a game. Yeah. He is a leader as well. Yeah. I don't I feel like they made a mistake, so Zinchenko. Don't know why they sold him because they sold him to who did they replace him with? I think they pushed Cancel they pushed Cancel on the left, didn't they? Yeah, probably yeah. Cancel on the left, but Cancelo's not been in the best form as well because now they've been bringing in Rico Lewis because Cancelo's not been in yeah. the best of form. Yeah. Mm. The whole thing stinks, man. It just stinks. I don't know, man. But at the end of the day, I think Arsenal are going to win the league. I don't think there's anyone that can really say can really challenge them. City are dead this year. I think I really want to speak on this. Yeah, maybe unpopular, but I think Haaland has Roman City. We'll talk about that. We will get to that. We need to touch on that, bro, because he yeah. started off hot, but we actually deep in. He's I call it like Ronaldo syndrome, where all the goals are like coming from one like tunnel. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that's what I think happened to City before any person could score. It could be Sterling's night, Mahrez's night. Now it's Haaland or nothing, bro. I think before we get on to uh, City and United game as well, um, for me, I've been saying to a lot of people that I think if we um, beat United in the upcoming game, I feel like that's the league done there and then for me personally. If we beat you lot, I think that's the league done already. I'm so sorry. Liverpool I'm getting excited, fam. I'm not getting excited. I'm saying we're eight points clear. Like Steven Gerrard said the same thing. When are you playing United? We're playing them next week. I think the, the next basically the next Super Sunday, in it? So yeah. Okay, yeah, I hear it and I hear it. I hear it. No, I'm saying that if we beat them, it's like literally like eleven points clear. I'm so sorry. I think it's wrapped up. Steven Gerrard. We've got we've got leeway to lose a few games if we if we have to, innit? But yeah, but when yeah, Arsenal yeah. lose, they lose, bro. They don't stop. That's the thing. No, but this is this is not the Arsenal of seasons ago. So don't oh, be chatting. How many times have I heard it? The Leicester season. Don't try it. You are season, United like, fans, so you cannot chat. The Leicester like this, season. Bro. You might say, "Oh, Arsenal are back. Arsenal are back." That's uh, what you not do. Think, are you not seeing think, this? Yeah, I don't think it's valid this time. I think this is as much as we've heard it before. This is very much a different Arsenal. I mean, they've literally only <laughs> lost one league this this season. Like they've won I fifteen. Hear I hear you, yeah, but I'm I'm in, I'm in a position where if Arsenal won the league, I'll be surprised. But if Arsenal fucked it up, I wouldn't be surprised either. Arsenal is the best team to fuck this up. And the banter that will come from it will be legendary. <laughs> Look at this guy. I will love it. I will love it. It'll be so eight beautiful. Point, I think an eight-point gap is sizable. But when I'd say, like, okay, like, they're in the driver's seat, you know, if they've got an 11-point gap, I'd say, yeah, it's pretty much over at that point. Like, for me, facing United, this is the most respect I'll give you, lot. For me, United is going to be the the hardest team we'll face this season on form, at least, because of City have not been at their best. Chelsea are Chelsea. Um, Liverpool <laughs> are Liverpool right now. Like, for me, United is going to be the hardest team we're going to face this season. Like, I'm not saying that City is not going to be hard, but I think United under Ten Hag have been a different beast compared to before. So, yeah. I feel I'm very confident right now. But yeah, Rashford I think we should move on. Loading for Gabriel still. Sorry? Rashford, he's got something loading for Gabriel. 100%. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but nah. So, who we talk about next? 
I, 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 I touched Liverpool today. We just touched Liverpool today as well. They're not exempt. Yeah, you know we can. Late, but let's go to. They're, they're a very interesting case. But let's move on to United because Ten Hag has very much so revitalized the team completely. Like the United we're seeing now compared to last season is like day and night. It's crazy. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's a beautiful game. I think the beauty of it is that Man City scored first. The United of old would have dropped their heads, and that game's done there and then. But the fact that United are able to claw back, it shows that there's a new United. However, obviously, there's controversy regarding the final goal. What's your opinion about that? About the Bruno one? Yeah. Uh, I I think it's a bit confusing because what's happened is Rashford knew he was offside Mm. and he's like, he's not touched it. He's But he's still interfered in play because that whole little dummy thing is like throws off the defender and then Bruno has obviously slotted it into the top corner but it shows the ball from Akanji yeah that's why I think it shouldn't have been given yeah it shouldn't have been given because he is still it would have been different if like he ran over the ball and was completely out of the way and Akanji had to like run onto the ball himself but because he's basically obstructing Akanji yeah it was a weird goal because in any other situation it could be it could go the other way Mm -hmm. but I think one thing that I do have to say is that regardless even if United had lost that game we really let City play. It was a bit a bit reminiscent to uh, was it last season when Arsenal played City and Arsenal were all over City all game. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe that United were actually doing it. Like United were pressing up the pitch. Luke Shaw at left centre back is. I'm not gonna lie. Let Ten Hag cook. Ten Hag get onto something. <laughs> no, no, no. Luke Shaw at left centre back is something special. You got what I'm saying? The days of Harry Maguire are numbered, and it's, it's beautiful. Wamba Saka has been playing well recently. Do you know how mad that yeah. is? Hey, did you see that little dribble he had? <laughs> I can't lie, he was balling out. I said, "Oh, say nothing." There were links of him leaving, but I think he might stay if Ten Hag keeps using him like this and he finds his place in the team. Like he's a him and Dallo competing for that place. Like they could push each other. The dribble was nice, yeah, but he dribbled like a child. Like he, no, he, it, was, he, it was special. It was hilarious. Though, it was. That pop pop sounds uh, <laughs> dribbling. <laughs> that dribbling. That Brazilian dribbling. <laughs> pop sound shout. <laughs> But now, like, <laughs> overall, yeah, United are, they're doing their thing. Um, However, though, I do have to make a comment on Anthony's progress is a bit, I'm watching it. I'm, I'm too early to speak, but I'm watching it a little bit. And I just think that he can, he can be doing a bit more at the stage he is right now. You know what you want to say, Kevin? He's not a flop. I'll he's refuse that. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's a flop, but he's, he's just not good. That's it. No, 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 no. He's, not, he's not worth 100 M's, bro. Oh, 100%. I need that. You lot ruined the market with that. I can't, I can't believe it. 100 who ruined the market? Do you know who ruined you. the market? When PSG signed Neymar, that's when they ruined the market. No, 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 no. no. Neymar for Nicholas Pepe good. for 72 million. We didn't ruin was, the market. Don't try that. it. That was wire fraud. That was wire fraud. That was wire fraud. We got, we got to write that one off. But Pepe did the wire fraud, bro. Pepe, 100%. That guy was a, was a boogie player, but sticking on Anthony, yeah, I feel like he could be giving us a lot more, to be honest. But then again... He's one of those players that when he turns up, he turns up. But what, the amount of time he turns up is the questionable the questionable point. Marshall's injury pros. We need a striker. Voot, Voot, Weghurst. Yeah. I don't want to speak on him too much, to be honest. <laughs> no, speak on him. <laughs> nah. <laughs> like, imagine, imagine seeing your rivals by Cody Gakbo, who was touched, by the way. Uh, Mudrick, Jao Felix, and we bring Voot, Weghurst. His name sounds like Juju. The That's thing is, United fans on Twitter are gassing him. What? He's six he was six. That, Hey, I can't lie. He was banging that Besiktas, bro. I watched I a couple of Dutch days. Peter he Crouch. Was, he was doing his thing over there, bro. They loved him. Not at United. Besiktas fans loved him, bro. Like, but the thing is, he's he's only a stopgap. Like, he's not he's not your long-term signing. He's just that you need someone to fill in the hole Ronaldo left. And for whatever reason, your board decided he was that guy, innit? Is because United are in a weird place. So because they're because we're selling, they don't want to commit too much into the the team so they can like optimize the amount of money they make. But the problem is it's not just Ronaldo gap, by the way. We lost Cavani, which we never replaced. Ronaldo is also left. Um Greenwood is obviously in prison. So there's a lot of attacking players that we haven't replaced. I would you're, you're, with, you're relying on Marshall for now, isn't it? Okay. I guess. Uh, just deep it. Woot, Woot or Woot. Woot Veghurst is the v- man we Woot Veghurst. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It, sounds like it sounds like witchcraft, bro. With all due respect. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's very disappointing. I saw it, I just put my phone back in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> United, United will come back soon. Like, sooner or later, it will click. 
But you, you at least you have a star player in Casemiro in the midfield who's just like in the beginning he looked a bit shaky and everyone was saying like, oh, like, oh like, yeah like, they thought there was him and you know they spent all that time time chasing um, Frankie De Jong just to sign Casemiro but I think in the end Casemiro has turned out to be the better signing than if he had signed Frankie De Jong to be honest. One, Do you know what's deep in that? I feel like 100%. the way um, Casemiro came to United I feel like he came with like a point to prove because people were thinking that oh like only silly people were thinking anyway but people were like oh maybe he's being carried by Modric and Cruz, and he's the least technical out of all of the Madrid midfielders. So, mm. like, ever since he's come to United, he's kind of like shown that you know, like, I'm that guy, like, I can pass it, I can tackle, you know, I can do everything basically. So, I feel like people really underrated how good Casemiro actually was, which is funny to say. And he's kind of like come to the Premier League and shown that, like, I am that guy basically. So, he may yeah, be in fair play, man. He may be the best in my generation. He definitely had a point to prove when he came over because I saw that a lot as well. People saying that, you know, because people saw him as like a destroyer type of midfielder and that, oh, yeah, he's not technical, but he's shown that he can do it all, basically. Like he's got goals on him. He's got the passing range. He has the defensive, um, what's the word? Defensive acumen. Yeah, like, yeah, like he's just got everything on lock, basically. Like he can do whatever you need him to do. And he's a five-time Champions League winner. Like. And some were saying that he's washed as well, man. Like, how can he be saying that so quickly? He's the best <laughs> CDM of our generation. I'm telling you. Name me a better CDM. Busquets is up there, isn't it? But oh, shut up. He could be the <laughs> <forever. laughs> Oh, Busquets. He is up there. Of course he is. Busquets is PK at CDM. <laughs> relax, relax. Let me calm down. Let me calm down. Let me calm down. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, 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 Busquets is probably the only... When we're talking about CDMs, he has the best lap house out of any CDM. Like. He's not mm-hmm. just AC. There's no one has done it like in a minute. But um, talk about City as well. They're just in a weird place right now. And it's like Kevin said, it's like the Ronaldo syndrome. They bought Haaland thinking that, oh yeah, like this is going to fix all our problems or whatever. But it just, I think he's made them worse. I'm just going to say it very blankly. I think Haaland has made City worse. And the reason I'm why I say... You- they sold their soul for Harlan Tappins. That's unbelievable. Well, it just makes no sense. Like, he doesn't fit their style of play at all. Everyone knows City is a possession-based side. Harlan is not a player that wants loads of touches on the ball anyway. Like, he, not saying he can't link up play, but that's not his primary job. And when they're not, when you can't, when you starve them of the ball like that, like when, he, when, we, when we played them, I think he had like 10 touches in the first half. Or was it all game? Like, he barely touched the ball. Yeah, he had 20 touches all game against United. Yeah, like, it's, it's just poor. Like, fair enough, he's got 17 or 18 goals or whatever, but they're relying on him as... The, they look better when Julian Alvarez plays. It's so bad because City mm. of the past... I think City last season is better than City this year because mm. they had goals from practically... Like, they had goals in Gundogan, they had goals in Foden, they had goals, they had goals in their wingers, they had goals in everyone. Whereas now, their whole style of play is, right, we've bought Haaland... Everyone just get it to Haaland and he needs to score. But the minute you starve to Haaland with the ball, like you make you mark him out of the game, they're just kind of like, well, what do we do now? But it's like, is it can you even say that he's gonna guarantee them that UCL win? I don't I don't think so to be no, honest. No, you can't. Do you know what City's issue is? Um, they've lost what made them great in the first place, which was having like explosive wingers that can take on their man 1v1. Remember when he used to have like Sterling, Sane, all these men that will scare you on the wings. Now that's you it. see, now you see Phil Foden. Phil Foden that, not even a he's not even a winger, by the way. He's not actually not a winger. But I got I got a topic which I think the viewers, the listeners can also discuss on. I feel like teams that have an established striker that's a talisman that requires like a lot of attention often come at the jeopardy of the team. Now there are exemptions. However, when you look at those exemptions, I believe just those strikers in particular have a certain mindset. So Suarez worked at MSN because Suarez found a way to kind of fight, fit in the niche. He, he knows he's not the main star, but he did his thing when he was called upon. I think what killed Ronaldo later, well, what always kind of killed Ronaldo was he always wanted to be the number one man. But obviously he was so good at one point that it didn't really felt, feel it. Haaland right now, it's too, he draws too much gravity off the ball. So City's ball playing, it's not easy to defend it. Just man mark the brain, make sure Haaland can't do his uh, manoeuvres um, between the defence, and you beat City, bro. 
it got that. so bad at one point in the game that Haaland had to drop deep to pick the ball up from the exactly. defence. Gundogan was shouting at him saying, what the fuck are you doing? Like, go up. Because he just wasn't touching the ball, bro. Like, he had to come back to pick it up from his own half. It's just, it just, I don't know. I feel like they're going to end up regretting buying him in a while because Haaland won't care, to be honest, in terms of, like, he's going to get his golden boot. But mm. City is not winning. The, I don't think City, you know will win the Champions League this year anyway, even after buying him, because it's just something's just not clicking there. He doesn't suit them at all. I feel like it was a des- a move of desperation. Pep knows as much as like he doesn't say, publicly say, like, oh, you know, if we don't win the Champions League, it's not a failure. But it kind of does feel like that for City fans as well. Like, you've won the Premier League loads yeah. of times. It was the last, last throw of the dice, basically, to... Yeah, it's kind of like, fuck it, I'm going all in. Let's bring him in and just bet it all on red. That's basically what yeah. it does. Uh, do you know one attacker though that we we do need to talk about? Marcus Rashford has been amazing for United. Star like, quality. Yeah, I'm so happy for him. As much as I don't like this is the Rashford that we knew when he first broke through. Yeah, like he's just been popping up everywhere with goals, just playing out of his skin. To be honest, and it's great to see that he's got his confidence back. But as well, another thing that is a little bit of it's a good problem to have in a way. But I think they will need to figure out sooner rather than later is where does he actually play? Because if United buys another striker, Rashford. yeah, like, is he a winger or is he a striker? Oh, the winger easily. Yeah, off the left. He's better off the left. He's better off the left, but you can play him down the middle as well. So it's like they need to solidify that for him. No, but Rashford's only been playing down the middle because United haven't got a striker. I feel like in the summer. If I was United, I'd try to go for someone like Victor Osman at Napoli and buy him, play Rashford left, then right wing. If Anthony doesn't pattern up, and if Sancho hopefully patterns up, then play him on the right wing. But, you know, the good if thing is that... Like a forward position would be good. Sorry? If they can make like a left forward type of position, then that would be good. Yeah, the good thing is that at any top club, you need to have depth and have loads of options. So to have loads of them is always a good... Problem to have, really. So it's true. Rashford's always going to be the starting guy there, though, because you know that guy's—he's your number ten, Mancunian. You're Mbappe basically your star player right now. Mbappe's been quiet recently. Look at this guy. Oh, you need to behave. Mbappe has been quiet recently. Behave, behave. Did you not see that Mbappe, Mbappe volley? Let's not. But do you know who I've also started to rate a little bit more recently as well? Surprisingly, because last season he was cheats, but Bruno Fernandez—he's actually been good. He's a fighter. I don't like him, but he's a fighter. Yeah, like he's. I can't. I can't knock it. Like he's. He, yeah, he's good at what he does. I've rated it this season. Like he's chipped in with his goals here and there, and yeah, like I think he creates chances. He always does. Yeah. In a weird way, I feel like Ronaldo was holding him back as well. He was. Like, I'm, not, I'm not head gone anymore. I can look back at him and be like, yeah, Ronaldo was holding us back, but that's still my goal. Still, I don't care. <laughs> but, but you man are missing one player, you know. You man didn't see how what Malashia did to um to Morris. Yeah, he put in a shift. What who did Morris? Playing for again? Malashia, Tara Malashia. Oh, Malashia. Okay, Malashia. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, it's calm. We talk about for a sec. Yeah, no, he's been a decent backup for you lot as well. Um, who else can we talk about for United that has been playing decently? De Gea. Relax. I don't oh, know why you might like the hair. Why don't you might like the hair? Yeah, shit, man. He's a relic of Bro, a bygone. He's era. terrible. If you could sell him ASAP, you should. Denzel, if the hair was on the market, and uh, uh, you would take the hair. I'm not buying him. I'm. I would rather play Kepa than the hair. I'm sorry. You rather play Kepa? No, you're not. Hand on the Bible. I would rather play Kepa than the hair. They're both cheeks and, anyway. Yeah, and that's why Kepa can play the hair. I would rather play Kepa than the hair, bro. The hair is. He's a he's from a bygone era. Like he doesn't fit modern day football, bro. He's just... Do you not remember that? Remember that game where he made that mad error? Well, who was it against? Was it Palace everyone or makes someone errors. else? Everyone makes errors in football. No, but the hair makes many of them. <laughs> <laughs> Look at yeah. the hair this year. Google the stats. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry, sorry. I remember who I wanted, I wanted to mention. Um, Garnacho has been doing really well for United as well. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, he got the assist for that last goal. Um, who was it? For Rashford's goal, yeah. Rashford's goal. How old is he? Like 18, 19? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. He's really good, man. He's definitely one to look out for. I think he's going to break his way into the first team, but hopefully they don't use him like a bar of soap and then he just rubs out early. Like They need to ease him into the team. I, still be, I can't believe that Argentina didn't take him to the World Cup. They should have, man. 
No, I think they're stacked in that position, I think. Yeah, I feel like when you look at Argentina's teams, like, who would you have dropped to bring him in? And would he have played that many games? No, don't drop nobody. Just bring him in, innit? He's good. Yeah. Do you know what I was, what I was thinking? Before we move on from this United segment, Rash, Rash for celebration, what do you mind think of it? I don't lie. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I, I, I know his celebration. What did he do? You know the celebration where he puts his hand to his head? Oh, yeah. He's biting. He's biting. What's his name style? Um... Oh, uh, help me. In fighting summer style. What's his name? Tremendi. Yeah, Tremendi. <laughs> he tried to make it his own brand. Uh, it's so shameless. It is. Man said he's copying Tremendi. I don't rate that still. You stole it from Tremendi. It is what it is, man. It is what it is, man. No, no. Game is the game. But yeah, before we move on to my shambles of a club, I want to talk about the other team that's also in shambles, which is Liverpool, because I think it's in in a weird way, not even in a weird way, I think it's pretty obvious. I think we're witnessing a changing of the guard a little bit in the Premier League. I think we're we're changing into a new era in the league now where the City pool dominance is kind of waning. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at Liverpool, the problem here is a lot of their core players, yeah, Played something like probably like 50 plus games for like three seasons in a row. These men are cooked. Oh, yeah, they're washed like, now. Yeah, Fabinho. Fabinho's legs don't work no more. Like Thiago can't stay fit. Henderson's getting injured all the time now. Van Dyke's kicking on. He gets injured here and there, but he's like, what, 31, 32 now? <laughs> Their whole midfield, like, I was speaking to one of my friends who's a Liverpool fan. He said they're not. He's not even exaggerating. They need to buy like six new players, and like four of them need to be midfielders. Yeah, their midfield is so so bad right now. Like Milner needs to go. Milner's like fifty. Don't know why (laughs) he needs to go. Henderson, great captain, probably arguably Liverpool's greatest captain ever. He's getting older now. He's getting injured. He needs to go. Why? Why why is Henderson Liverpool's greatest captain? He probably he won the prem with them, bro. He probably is. A lot of Liverpool fans will back me. He probably is Liverpool's greatest guy. No, he, he is too. I can't lie. Over Steven Gerrard? Yeah. How? Over Steven Loki. Gerrard. How? We're, as not, talking, we're not talking ability. We're talking like, you know, as like a, a leader, isn't it? Yeah. This may be a whole different segment. But I said Gerrard has his own like feats as Liverpool captain. Ace to Milan final, anybody? Yeah, we hear that. But Gerrard never won the Prem, bro. Liverpool, oh Henderson literally won God. everything. No, bro. Henderson won everything possible at club level. Liverpool. Gerard did not. I'm sorry. We're not I'm saying not, as a player. Good. We're saying like as a leader. And yeah, know. I'm just saying that the facts are the facts, bro. Like you can't uh, argue. Okay, 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 let me ask some more question. Who's Chelsea's greatest captain? If you say John Terry, get out. Terry. John Terry. Oh, cool. Cool. So we're talking. Well, so we're talking about leadership. Yeah. How is being a racist, cheating person a good leader? That's irrelevant to football. <laughs> <laughs> You said you said John Terry, bro. You said screw ability yeah, for Gerard. I'm not involved. Terry, you're saying ability. Yeah, and I'm still, we're not talking about ability, but it is John Terry. Like he is a leader. Caris, God has left Chelsea fan base. No, but we're not talking about this. I don't care what these players do off the pitch, bro. I'm talking about what he does on the pitch. It's At John Terry. You're a classic Chelsea fan. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm talking about racism. That's not football, bro. I already know, yeah. I only know, racism. Yeah. I only care about interceptions. How do you know? How do you know? Yeah, when John Terry <laughs> called Anton Ferdinand, whatever he called him, yeah, Denzel was like, I'm not gonna lie to you, you gotta try that out to the game still. Bro, like he John Terry is a racist, we know this, and he and he beat his boy's wife, but like he's a club legend. I'm sorry, these are the facts. <laughs> these are the undisputed facts. He's a club legend, bro. When you talk about some of the greatest centre backs ever that like England's produced, you talk about Terry, bro. But, this yeah. is why I can't take seriously black people to support Chelsea. I'm telling you, <laughs> bro. You let me not even talk about Arsenal, man. You've got a player of a pending charge, but anyway, I, I don't support him. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Liverpool, I think they're in a worse situation than Chelsea. Almost at least we have an owner that's willing to spend money to fix these things like immediately. Whereas the Liverpool situation is kind of like. You know, the owners are flirting with the idea of selling the club to someone new. And then they're trying to like, they're in a weird transition from, from phase where it's like they need to get rid of a lot of old aging players. 
they've got a lot of young kids who unfortunately, maybe even fortunately for them, because obviously it's more game time for them, but they have big shoes to fill. They need to step up right now, which can is, be yeah, difficult. You know, Liverpool situation, I don't even think it's that bad. The issue is that they just don't spend. Like, literally, if Liverpool revamp them and fill their back, that's it. Because they got, like, Canard is a very good defender. Yeah. Trent, as much as, you know, he strips every week, he's still good, like, attack-wise. Like, very good. Robertson has slowly been, you know, back to his, like, somewhat decent levels. It's just, it's just their midfield, basically, isn't it? Yeah, and just... In terms of spending, like you said, they just make some weird moves sometimes. Like, why the hell did they go and get Arthur Mello? I even forgot that he plays for Liverpool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, what was that about? It's, it was a needless signing because I think I think he I even got in. To be honest with you, yeah, that made no sense because uh, anyway, because yeah. Gakpo is like he's the same height as me, six foot five, six foot five on the wing. I'm so sorry. Be a centre forward. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> You know, this, is like, this is like Dan Byrne playing left back, but he's like six foot six, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no, there's no mobility. Like, what's the point? <laughs> but I will lie, though. Seeing seeing Gakpo in a Liverpool shirt does hurt. Still, it really does hurt because I feel like he, he would have been perfect for United right now. You've not missed out. Trust me. I'm telling you now. Yes, I don't think he would. I don't think he would. Are you mad? Tell me, Mudrik is better than Gakpo. Yes, hundred yes, percent. I would say that for easily, yes. Just because he just because he runs like this, just because he runs like this, the guy. Oh my goodness! That brother, Sh- Sh- Chernobyl Sane, I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> he's mad. Guys, girl, guys, girl, guys, girl. I think Mudrik has a much higher ceiling than Gakpo, but we'll, we'll get on to that anyway. But um... Gakpo, all he could do is shoot. That's it. Yeah, for me, bro. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think he would have fit at United. I don't think he would have. But um, I think now it's time to talk about the elephant in the room, which is wait. Sorry, before you oh, before you talk before you go into it, we need to talk about one player from the Brighton and Liverpool game who really impressed me, Mitoma. Ah, oh, he's hard. He, he is so hard. Apparently, he like went to university and wrote a paper on like, how to dribble yeah. past players. <laughs> he wrote a whole thesis on how so to dribble. Sick. Yeah, he's sick. Man. I feel like he would be perfect at Arsenal. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I want him, man. In a don't, tell Arsenal, don't tell Arsenal that, because Arsenal actually go and act on it. He would be perfect, man. Honestly, he's a baller. I think I think he's kind of pushed Trossard out of the team as well, and Trossard is really unsettled. Yeah. Well, Matoma yeah. is mad. You know, for his thesis, apparently he put a camera to his head to like record all of his dribbling movements and then wrote a paper on it. Yeah. <laughs> bro, who, who does that, bro? He's actually so weird, but clearly it's working. The man said he studied the art of dribbling. No, nah, he's cold. I think he's going to get a big move in club. He'll get snapped up. I think the team that makes the most sense for him to go to is Arsenal. As much as I hate you guys, he, he would be perfect over there. The way Chelsea are moving for the sake of it. Yeah, we, probably, we, we want to buy everybody at this point. Speaking of Chelsea... By me. This <laughs> is easily the worst period to be a Chelsea fan right now. Like, I've been a Chelsea fan since I was three years old. This is the worst time being a Chelsea fan that I can remember. I've never felt so just unmoved and disconnected from the club. To the point where sometimes I don't even watch some of the games. The EF, the last the last EFL game I played, I'd even watch them. <laughs> when it was that 4 0 City, whatever, I just I'd watch the first 15 minutes. So yeah, same old bullshit. Turned it off. This reminds me of that season where I I think Chelsea were losing it and he was like, oh, I'm with my girl right now, I don't care. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's literally me right now. Karras can be like, oh, like, you man are playing. I'm like, I'm on a date, bro. I don't care. <laughs> I, just, I really don't care anymore. Just do whatever you want. Like, buy, spend whatever you want, buy whatever you want. I don't care. But I think it's one thing a lot of Chelsea fans don't get is with Abramovich, we were spoiled. You know, 21 trophies in 19 years. Even in a shit season, we won something. Like, I'm leaving here with son. That was our motto. Whereas <laughs> <laughs> now, but the problem with that was that whole, like, win now mentality left us in this mess. We it's had a true. new Roman, Roman has locally left you in this mess. Yeah, he has. That's just, that's the cold, the harsh reality that a lot of Chelsea fans don't want to swallow that pill. But Roman made this mess. We had so many managers coming in and out buying their own players, sticking around for two seasons and then leaving and leaving those players behind. You've got this thing of a ragtag bunch of players who some of them don't fit together. A new manager comes, wants to play a different way 
and none of them want to adapt to that. And then you've got you the whole thing powers. Huh? Were you not enjoying it? When the wife was coming in now, trophy, trophy, trophy. This guy was yeah, yeah, enjoying it. It's true, yeah. Yeah, we were enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. But it came at a price. It came at the price of us but being you only well realized the price now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, oil, that oil reserves are dry, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it came at a hefty price, bro, which is we now have all these players who like a lot of them just don't want to play anymore. They aren't far too much. Okay, let me break it down for you guys. I think some of you obviously you're not Chelsea fans, so you don't actually know what's happening, but let me just paint the picture. We have I don't know if you know guys know that left back that we have on loan, Baba Raman. I think he's on loan at Reading at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, he's still con- contracted to Chelsea. Bro, he's on 97k a week. Hey, hey, 97k a week, but he all he does is go on loan. Like, what are we actually doing? <laughs> it's shit like this. It's like, bro, why? It's burning money. Like Bakayoko has been on loan for like three seasons now. we we'll finally agreed to let him go as a free agent in summer because again, he's just burning a hole in our pocket. Loads of players that we don't need, loads of signings that flop. Like we still have Lukaku on our books. That was a hundred million pound signing, just what? See that, oh, <laughs> bro. It's like it's poor all around, and it's just like, <clears throat> kind of has to stop. Yep, Abamyang stinks. Karis warned me. I was trying to gas it up. Karis, you were at stinks. <laughs> you were gassing for time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> stole your guy. I told you. You thought I was being salty. I wasn't. I just said he's, nah. he's he smiles like I see his name on the TV. <laughs> he. Whether he starts or not is how I decide if I'm watching the match. When I see a Bamiyang starting sheet, I say, yep, yeah, not watching that. I'll easily watch the highlight reel on Fort Mob or whatever. I'm not watching that. But, um, <laughs> he can't even lick play, nothing. Nothing, bro. He's a paperweight. That's what <laughs> he's, he's there for just banks. He's there oh. for locker room banks. A whole human being, you know. <laughs> Jack to me about Mason Mount as well. Midi. <sighs> that guy has zero weight of past his peak. <laughs> Uh, see, Mandem and Gold's a better weight of pass. Ke- Kevin, you got a better pass than him, 100%. 100%. Mason Mount, back chat to me, bro. Do you know what it is? Because he won player of the season twice in a row, a lot of us got blinded. <laughs> a lot of us felt like, yeah, he's that guy. When I sit down and watch him objectively, <laughs> at best, he's a good squad player. But there's no way in hell this man should be starting week in, week out. <laughs> and Conor Gallagher as well if he are oh, don't even talk about him we're not even going to go he had a good game today don't get me wrong but he only plays well against Palace that's one thing that pisses me off he only plays well <laughs> against Palace they even apparently don't want to buy him Dude. take him Palace wants Gallagher back on a five pounds and he's yours five pounds and a bottle of Lucas take him yeah Gallagher's meaty still do you know what I was deep in like why are Chelsea paying 100 million for Mudrick when you still got Mandem like Ruben Loftus cheek still in your midfield. Right. Uh, let's let's get on to this whole thing, yeah. First I of all, I think, I think it's completely hilarious that Modric was twerking for Arsenal for months. Arsenal fans are there doing their comps, welcome to Arsenal, this and that. He was there leaving all these little breadcrumbs. And Bowley literally in a space of what 48 hours, basically, like, yeah, fuck it. We'll pay the hundred mil. We'll take him right now and we'll offer you 44 million a year over eight and a half years. And next thing you know, my man's walking out of Stamford Bridge with the Ukraine flag wrapped around him. And it's like, what's going on? With the sporting director of Shakhtar next to him. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're telling me this is not shady. No. I have things to say. Nah, that's political. That's very political. It's that's very you, political. <laughs> this is welcome to class 101 in reverse sports washing, boys. We need to fix our image. After what happened with Roman, so what do we do? We go and buy a young little Ukrainian boy. You know, we took him out of the hood. You get? It. <laughs> I'm telling you, you funded the war effort. 100%. That's calm. That's <laughs> Slava Ukraine to them, man, and all that. But that, we stole your top target, and that makes me laugh because he did all that twerking. But do you know what I want to know? How, how does Mudrik feel? Because if I'm a player and I'm doing all this for a team, saying like, "Oh, yeah, I want to come," this and that. Even the, the, the whole interview with Zinchenko's wife now looks so stupid. Honestly, saying, oh, I want to come to Arsenal. 
Like, he's an amazing player, don't get me wrong. I'm not even mad that we got him. I'm like, it's not my money. Like, personally, I don't get the whole thing of like when fans get pissed, but oh, like, but it's not your money. Like, that's the money is not my concern. It's not coming out of my pocket. But the only question I have is if we were willing to spend 100 M's on Modric, why didn't we just pay Enzo's release codes? I'm telling you, Bowley is not here to use his brain properly. That's what I'm saying. Because like, yeah, because what I was deep in is that we bid 95 million euros, so that's still an overpayment, regardless. So yeah. I feel like e- even if we bid 100 million euros, Burley would come and see Arsenal bid. I'm going to bid 110. I'm telling you, 100. <laughs> so percent So whatever we did, we were never going to win anyway. I get the whole thing that um, amortization. That it's an eight and a half. First of all, that contract is peak. Eight and a half eight years. You tell me that's not fishy. Till June 2030. The reason why we've done it is for the amortization of the cost in it. Like 100 million euros over eight and a half years. You know, like you get to write off gradually every season, whatever. Cool. FFP and everything about that. Speaking of FFP, for people that are confused, what's happened is the rules got relaxed for COVID. And then I think. And you're taking advantage of it, basically. Yeah. And then from next season, it's changing again, where it's more focused on like income, something like that. And that income can be from the owner as well. So, and as well, when Roman sold the club, he wiped off the debt. So we had zero debt. So technically, yeah, so technically speaking, we have the most spending power in the league, even more than Newcastle. Like, there's zero debt at the club. It all got wiped off. So we can basically just do whatever. I'm telling you, yeah, Madrid just wanted a Premier League move. Forget, like, Arsenal. He just wanted to get out of Ukraine quickly. I wouldn't even be surprised to be honest, but you know what? Because deep it, bullets, bullets are raining in this country. Let's be honest, bullets are raining. He wants to get out. Hold on, though. Hold on, though. Bullets aside, yeah. I'm sorry, I have to ask this. So, Man City actually released a financial statement. They're making more money annually than Real Madrid, and they tried to say customer base is what helped them to generate that money. That's cap. Man City needs to base. No way. No cap. No cap. Man City needs to be investigated, and I won't be surprised if. You see how um, Chelsea got banned? Man City will get banned for a long time because they run stuff so shadily over there. No, but we knew this already, though. Remember they had a whole lawsuit with FIFA and then they had, like, 24 lawyers. Everyone knows that they fluffed the numbers through, like, advertising and ownership, like, putting money in. True. I need Roman Molina to investigate all of these things that are going on. You know that that reporter that talks about shady I need him to do a long essay on Chelsea and City. I'm telling you. Yeah, I think Chelsea's situation is... I think we're in a worse position than even when Arsenal was rebuilding because at least in Arsenal's case, when you were rebuilding, you had something to look forward to. You had some yeah. Yeah, like whereas I'm having to watch Ziesh, Mount, and Pulisic stink it up every week. <laughs> and Aubameyang. And then Havertz, you know, he's like he comes in flashes. Sometimes he's good. It's like that that interview of what's sometimes maybe good. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe good. It's like that. That's how it is right now, bro. And it's annoying because it's like. I'd rather just put I was like, you know what, cool. Like, I'm gonna play Hutchinson. I'm gonna play um, Lewis Hall. I'm gonna play like just whoever. I'd rather watch that. Do you know what's deep in there? Like Chelsea just spend money for the sake of it. That's 100%. it. Because like for example, Tukurea, if you deep it, he's the most expensive fullback of all time on a six-year deal. Yet you're playing Lewis Hall ahead of him. <laughs> Who is actually not a left back, by the way. Lewis Hall's main role. He can play left back, but he's he's primary. Like, even when you watch him play, he plays like a midfielder mostly because he is. But um, yeah, even the Kukurea deal, like it, it stinks, bro. I get it. Brighton wanted Colwell as part of the deal. We said no, so they're like, cool, we're gonna overcharge you then. And then we paid it, which at the time I was like, oh no, it's not deep. But I don't know. Trust don't negotiate. They just slap money on the table. I'm telling you, that's it. It's it's sick, but at the same time, it's like it's a bit brazen, and I think it will come back to haunt us because a lot of clubs will hard like they will stiffball us, and I think um, again, like I say, I don't really complain about the money side of things too much because it's not my money, you know, like, it's the owners' money, whatever. They've all worked out how they can make it back, whatever. Cool, but the thing is, spending in places that we need it, like cool. We've, this window, this season alone, we spent four hundred twenty-one million pounds. Which is mad. It's only been six months. That's a lot of money. And then out of that 421 million we've spent, players that we've come in that have come in, I think Koulibaly could probably get sold in summer. I'm not gonna lie. He will probably get sold. He I probably will. I'll be shocked. It's not really been working out. 
hasn't been working at all. Um, he was even on, he was even even on the bench against um what's his face against Palace as well. Yeah, it just didn't really work out. We'll talk about the game in a second, but he's just been there. Um, <clears throat> the good thing that I have hoping is that obviously because Potter's our manager now, he brought a lot of his backroom staff with him. And the same team that wanted Colwell on a permanent deal has come over to Chelsea now. So I don't think we're going to sell Colwell. I think he will come back and earn his place at the club because he is an amazing player. Like, I've, I rarely get gassed about our players. Like, he's the, probably the only player that's properly gassed me since like Reese James, which is a big statement. I feel like he's going to be an amazing centre-back. He's like your version of Saliba for us, basically. Yeah, like, bro, he's amazing. Like, I love like he's, so he's on loan and coming back to show what he can do. That's what Steve yeah. was for us. Yeah, like I'm, I'm gassed. I'm like this season's a write-off for me already, so I don't particularly care. But even today, <laughs> I, whether we finish tenth, twentieth, like I just don't care. The season's done for me, man. But um, the game today was an interesting one because we started um Badiashile, his first field um full debut, and I'm not gonna. He's decent. I think he's only twenty, something like that. Yeah, yeah he was but good. He's, like, he's good. Like he was really good. Loads of room to improve. We've got him for seven and a half years as well. Man, he's a good passer as well. Yeah, great passer. He's so composed. He's tall, great aerially commanding. Like he had a. Even not like the Thiago Silva was bailing you out. Man is thirty eight. You know, <laughs> he's, bro, he's the goal. He's probably the greatest centre back ever. If not the greatest, he's top three in my opinion. Thiago Silva's top three centre backs. Not the greatest, but he's up there, obviously. Yeah, he's yeah. up there. He's top three for me. He's top three. Like he's 38 and he's every week he's basically our best player or second best player. Like he's he's he rarely ever puts a foot wrong. And I hope he stays at Chelsea for as long as possible. Even if he retires here and becomes a defensive coach, I'd love that for a young player to learn from him. Um surprisingly, Conor Gallagher cashed in his Crystal Palace card again. Had a good game. <laughs> but that's literally this is the mark my words, this is the only time he's gonna have a good game. The rest of the season, you're going to hear me complain about our road runner. He's at it again, just running around. He's just running around doing nothing. <laughs> but yeah, he had a decent game. Um, Havertz chipped in with a goal. Good for him. Still not convinced. He's better with his head than his feet. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, because he's lanky, bro. Like I'd expect that for him. But he's another iffy one. Like If he goes in summer to like a Bayern Munich or something, I wouldn't be fussed. If he Potter wants to keep him and try and make it work... <laughs> Players like Mudrick and whoever else comes in and Kunku maybe to unlock him, cool. Like, but he needs to do way more for me. There's a player in there, but it's just I'm, I'm gonna chalk it up to Chelsea tax right now. That's what I'll say. The this whole is my team issue with Bowley. Like my issue with Bowley is like I don't know what his plan is because if you deep his his squad building, yeah. Let's talk about your attack just as an example of what you've got. So obviously you have got Sterling who's injured. Um, yeah. Let's let's assume that you're gonna sign Felix permanently. Let's just assume you are. Yeah, so yeah. let's say you got Sterling, you got Felix, you got Havertz, um, you got Nkunku. Um, who else have you got? Obama Obama will leave, obviously. Pulisic, <laughs> Pulisic will leave as well, and Ziyech. Yeah, but yeah. you you're interested in Madweke, you're interested in Marcus Taram. So it's like where are you going to fit in all these players? You've got Datro Fafana, who I don't know what you're going to do with him as well. You've got Brozier, who's going to come back. So it's like, what's the plan at Chelsea? That's a good question. But I think the way I see it at the moment, Datro Fafana, he's only like 19 or 18. He's not going to be like a main striker right now. He's probably got a loan or two in him before he can start running his way into the team. Um, Aubameyang <coughs> will be gone in summer. Barcelona wants him. Please <laughs> <laughs> He'll be gone. That stank when we signed him. Boy, um, you can guess nothing be... personal. <laughs> Just for him to drop a disaster class, man. But yeah, Ziyech will definitely probably leave. Um, it's a shame it didn't work out because you know everyone's still like we're all still thinking that one clip of that pass in Champions League. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah, that, that was like, his career basically. <laughs> It, that did not happen. Um, Pulisic, I want him gone so bad. Like he's desecrated the number ten. How dare he? <laughs> As his number ten, and you done that. God will punish him, man. But um, yeah, he needs to cut. Which obviously. Sorry, speaking of Hazard's number ten. Sorry, I'm still angry about the whole Mudrich thing. 
I, I want you to deep it, yeah. So imagine when Hazard went to Real Madrid. Imagine Roman went and walked on the Santiago Bernabeu next to Eden Hazard when he's been unveiled. <laughs> <laughs> like, you cannot tell me that's not dodgy. You know what? No comment. That's all I can. All I know is that we took your top target. No comment in it. I'll keep laughing. Anyway, we're, it, we're winning the league, so we move. We're winning the league. Probably will win it. But um, yeah, we've got Modric now, who's the, probably like one of the best wingers under 21 right now. Um, He's 22 now, but I hate yeah. it. We've got a lot of, yeah, we've got a lot of left-sided players, which I'm yet to see how this is going to work out, like you said. But my main thing is once that's all done, please sort out that midfield. It needs to be sorted out ASAP because I think Jorginho is probably going to leave. I like Kovacic a lot as a player. I don't know why there's a lot of Chelsea fans turning on him. I think he's cold. I want him to stay. Um, Kante. He's getting a new contract as well. He is, and I'm not mad at it, but at the same time, it's like, we pay him too much for him to not be fit enough. But he's been, he, we've had him for like, what, six years now? Like he's basically a club legend at this point, and I don't want to do him dirty, but at the same time, it's like, three hundred k a week for a player that's only going to be available for basically ten games a season. It's mad. Like I feel like if they negotiate a contract with him, he needs to take a pay cut. He has to. Otherwise, we just got to move him on. But his profile is so difficult to find in the market. The way things are, now. so I understand the sentiment of wanting to keep him. Um, players like Loftus Cheek, just sell him. Whoever wants him, take him. Think about the shirt sales, man. <laughs> Yeah, you need to yell them to buy the Chelsea top. (laughs) (laughs) He's a good squad player, but we pay him way too much. He's on over 100k a week. It doesn't make sense. Um, Who else is there? Mason Mount stays, leaves. If he stays, he's got a ride bench for me. Yeah. If he stays, he's got to ride the bench. You won't want to ride bench, that's the thing. Do you know what? He's fitting at Liverpool. Klopp, if you want him. 55 mil and he's yours. Take him, bro. He would fit in at Liverpool. Like he just loves running around in it. Like he loves his cardio. <laughs> He'd fit in perfectly over there. Um, as Pliquet, I need to fuck off. I don't know why we ever gave him an extension. Like that was stupid. Because now Reese James is injured because he has to carry the right back position by himself. There's no backup over there. Yeah, it's just I think it'll take like two or three seasons to fix this. But I'm willing to wait and see it happen. A lot of Chelsea fans saying, oh, Potter out, Potter out. I don't think we should sack him. If we sack him, the, the cycle continues. What I think will happen eventually is Potter will build a super team and then we sack him and bring in a manager that can manage that team. That's what I probably think will happen. I, don't know if, I was thinking, this is like a totally different subject, but like since you've been talking about Chelsea in the future, I'll answer for, for Arsenal later, but Kevin, I yep. think that, you know, next season United, I think they're going to be like, for the whole, like, you know, like how we've been, you'll be in like the title race for the whole season. So, what do you think United you know, need to sign or need to do to make sure that you are like title contenders for the whole season? Like, what players do you need, or if you've that's got any fan- names and profiles? That's a fantastic question. So, I think what United need to do, especially with what I see from Eric Ten Hag, is I think he loves players that can interchange. So lost player that can play different positions because when you look at the players he's targeted in January, Gap and Jao Felix, the common trait of both of them is the ability to play in numerous positions in the attack. So for specific names, <clears throat> to be very honest, I won't be able to tell you for specific names, to be honest. I've got However, one. I believe that his talent ID is I have faith in his talent ID, to be honest. But um it's a reach and it'll probably never happen. But the drop-off between Casemiro and the player that comes after him is too, is too great for me. So I feel like he would probably have to buy a lot of fillers. He would have to buy a striker. The best striker on the market right now, who, who do you guys think? Because I can't put a name oh, to it. Osman easily. Besides him, I was going to say Gonzalo Ramos. I think he'd be great at United. Because he's, he can play off the left and he can play as a number nine as well. Or yeah. that guy from France. You know the guy from France in the final? Um, Colin Wani. Yeah, he's decent. He's good. He can play, play off the wing and play centrally as well. Yeah. But no, I don't think... United don't need potential. They need someone to fight them to a title. So that's why I'm saying awesome, man. No, Napoli's going to ask for something ridiculous, though, like 90 million euros or something. 
The market's peaking. You just got to pay it. Yeah. But see, that's another thing. Talking about the market, yeah. I don't think Arsenal's policy is going to last long, you know. If Arsenal, no, I think we'll be, I think we'll be fine. Just this is an isolated incident because we paid ninety five million. It's not not like we didn't offer any money in it. Yeah, it's just Burley being Burley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that aside, we'll, we'll pay up. So I'm not worried about it at all. I'm not worried. Really? Nah. Like, even for, even for Arsenal as well, you desperately need a backup right winger because you cannot afford to drive Saka into the ground. One hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. Because at least for Martinelli, if he's, you know, like, needs a bit of a rest, we've got Smith-Rowe. But we need definitely a winger for, um, to back up Saka that can play both wings ideally even. So, right now, yeah. I've not got a name in my head either for a winger, but... I'm here in Barcelona wants to sell Rafinha. He's been dead this season, to be honest, but... And Barca won 100 million as well, which is also dumb. For Rafinha? Yeah, they want 100 million, which is so You're stupid. You're not paying that, bro. <laughs> I don't know who gassed them, but we move. But um, yeah, I think they also went to sell Ansu Fati and Ferran Torres. I, I want think um, Torres would be a good fit at Arsenal, you know? Who? Ferran Torres. I think he'd be a good fit. I don't like him that much. No, thank you. That guy, he's just a pure poacher. He's like, <laughs> you know how we see Jota? No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't want that at my club. I need pure footballers. <laughs> I know. I, I can't. I can't. For the United segment, I can't really name a name, but I just know that the traits of what he wants. He wants fast, physical, technically gifted players. Any player that is in that category, you can be from Brazil, you can be from North Macedonia. If you've got those traits, come to United, bro. That's all I've got to say. Chelsea right now, we're heavily interested in um, Noni Madueke from PSV. But mm. my problem is he, he's got a mad injury record, bro. Injury prone, yeah. He's only played like 11 games a season or something like that. It's so beat. I saw something like, I think in the last two years, he's only completed a full 90 10 times. Don't buy him. It's not worth it. That is. That's glass. That's not even human. That's glass. Nothing glass. That's shards. Shards. That's, and our our medical team is cheeks right now. I don't know if you guys knew, but our old medical team walked and we basically like hired at this interim, like Hollywood medical team. What happened to Eva? She was lengus. You gonna say that? <laughs> hey, I know all them players were getting injured just to have a visit. Well, you see, off the cheek, thigh injuries. All off the cheek got with thigh injuries, bro. Fine hamstring injuries. That <laughs> man uh, was deliberately not staying fit. <laughs> Even John Terry. Oh, John Terry had a field day, bro. He's an idiot, fam. But yeah, um, our, our medical team, they all left and some of them got sacked. And then we hired this interim, like, Hollywood personal trainer team. They're, like, independent contractors. Like, they work with, like, actors and celebrities. But some of them work with footballers. It's just weird. And don't really know how it's going to work. But they need to fix that as well. They need to fix that ASAP because we cannot move into next season with an interim medical team. Because that's how we end up having literally a full first 11 of injured players true it's true it's true but I think one good topic we can have probably to close it off soon as well is honest opinion I brought it up earlier in, in the in the conversation who is manager of the of, of the contender so far obviously Arteta easily Arteta. unbiased Arteta. I'm unbiased too easily yes it's Arteta without doubt yeah why Ten would you Hag. Ten Hag over Arteta? What has Ten Hag done because, to Arteta? Because he took, he's taken a United team who had the worst points tally to third position with no backing whatsoever. And, and Teta has taken that same Arsenal team that missed out on top four to literally run in the entire season. This yeah, is after what, we missed out on top four, everyone was like, that's it for us. Oh, this we're going to be season. Right off their season, bro. And now we're calling them title contenders. I I'll think- be the villain. I'll be the villain because the world is scared to you. Yeah? This is not Arsenal in the league. This is City and Liverpool losing the league. I said it. Your shame, man. Cancel me. No, it's not. Because I'm ready for the beat. I'm ready for the smoke. Man City and Liverpool are losing the league. We've lost only once that's this point, season. That's a so we can't point. say that. They've won 15 We're not talking about that. I think they've won 12 games in a row. They've won 15 in total and only lost once. Even if City and Liverpool were having the time of their lives right now, Arsenal would be in a title race with them. 
they would still be right up there with them. Answer me one question, right? Based on the getting the most out of your team as possible, who's doing better? Ten Hag or Obviously, better, bro. The Arsenal team was not bad. No, our team they is not have, bad, bro, but we're over. The first eleven is great, but you have better depth than Arsenal. You we are one inch away from catastrophe, bro. Arsenal's two inches away from losing the whole season. If Saka gets injured, they're done, bro. All if I'm Saka saying is that deep what Arteta has been doing. No, you might know deep what Arteta has been doing. We got Ramza from Sheffield United. We got mm. Ben White from Brighton. Enketia mm. from our academy. Saka from our academy. There's more from our academy. Who else? Smith Rowe from our academy. Martinelli from fourth tier of Brazil. Um, who else? We reinvented Shaka's position after everybody said that he's finished. Um, but it's like, there's bare stories. You know what I'm saying? No, no, don't get me wrong. Arteta, Arteta's definitely up there. But like, in my opinion, right, it's not, I'm not even being biased. I just firmly believe, because obviously I'm a United fan, I follow it like seriously, right? He's getting a lot from that team. Like these are he's how can he turn a whole team around? In like players who are disappearing for years are all of a sudden back. I'm not gonna lie, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason why this seems like a huge deal to you is because United's been shit for so long, unexplainably so. But the team yeah. that I'm not gonna lie, you should still be competing. With that team you have, you're not like you're not underdogs. I'm not gonna lie. You just had a you've now finally found a good manager that can get the best out of them. But with that team, like on paper, your situation should not be what it is anyway. Like you shouldn't be speaking about United as like, a miracle. Like with that, like team you've that got you have, big big players in there, like Casemiro, Varane. You've got Casemiro, Varane. Like, bro, you've got you've got two players that have won the Champions League five times for God's sake. Lisandro, <laughs> World Cup winner, World Cup winner. Like, bro, like be real. Like you should be chasing <laughs> literally the yeah. title right now. When you say it like that, yeah. When you say it like that, it ruins my argument, isn't it? But you still want you know that they're, like they're Brighton or something. It's mad. Right, like, you should, you, right <laughs> yeah. now, right now, you should be one point, if not two, off Arsenal with that team. Like you now, should be. Now, now, that's, now that's where the problem comes because you had Arteta is fixing the pitch. Ten Hag is fighting United. He's fixing a lot more than the pitch. <laughs> Ten Hag is fighting for his life, bro. Have you might see his press conferences? Ten Hag's like, I'm not gonna lie to you, I need to buy me more players. But he says it in the most professional way to not like have beef. Ten Hag is um Arteta's fighting one single battle. Man, you've got man them go out there and win meetings. And he's got good rapport with the people above. Ten Hag is fighting for his life, bro. You know, yeah, it, it took time for us as well, you know. Like Arteta was fighting Aubameyang. Do you know how hard that is? Okay, cool. Okay, hey, brother, so jarring. Ten Hag in his first season, do better than Arteta did in his first season. I mean, of course, because he's got a better oh, team. Yeah. So now what? Yeah, that's, so, that's an argument anyway. So using that metric, Arteta won the league in the next four years. No, yeah, continue, continue. I hear it. <laughs> You're forgetting when Arteta took over. Yeah, he had mm. Aubameyang to go with. He had what's it called? Was Socrates still there? Socrates yeah. was still there, and Mustafi still there. Mustafi was still there. We won. We won the FA Cup. With Mustafi started. You're telling you know me how so mad that is. You're telling me Socrates is a bigger problem than Harry Maguire. You don't. Know yes. You don't. Do you know, know how Harry bad Maguire he is. is. A better footballer than Socrates, bro. <laughs> you I don't know take, how bad Socrates is. I would take Socrates ten out of ten over Harry Maguire. No, you would not. Yes, I, I, I promise you. Yes, I, I would. Socrates is just. Um, bro, you really wouldn't. He's just, just a dog. I'm sorry. Did, did, you, not see, did you not see when the, um, um, a city player hit the post and the ball went through Harry Maguire's legs? What grown man lets that happen in a Manchester <laughs> derby? <laughs> nah, you man don't know suffering. I'm telling you, I'm so I'm speaking from the heart. You like, don't know suffering. I'm just saying, like, come on, Harry, fuck him up. You'll take Harry Maguire over Socrates. No, come on, come on. Exactly. You wouldn't take Harry Maguire over Socrates. You'd keep Socrates and sell him I'll off. Harry, I'll take Harry Maguire right now. It's probably better than Quilly Valley. I'll take him right now, bro. It's that bad. I do. <laughs> I do the scariest thing is, once upon a time, United were looking at both players. Do you see what I'm, do you see my suffering? United were looking at both players. The options was Koulibaly or Maguire. No, but the thing is that you lot have been throwing money at the issue for years. Arsenal have not been throwing money at the issue for years until recently. But then that's what you're not understanding. That is the issue. They're not support. They're not listening to the manager. Jose Mourinho, and we need to analyze this one day. Jose Mourinho said his greatest achievement wasn't Porto, wasn't Inter. His greatest achievement was coming second with Manchester United. Does not tell your media. Does that not tell <laughs> your media? <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. 
you know what I'm saying? And the thing, at the time, at the time, I was head gone. I was like, what is he talking about? What is he talking about? Now, Mourinho, I'm sorry. He's right. <laughs> He's right. No, I said Mourinho understands. Right. Your problems are, of course, your problems are greater than the pitch. And we can appreciate that. But that's the, we're, we're talking about football here. I don't care about what's happening in the lock, in the boardrooms. Look, head to head, head, to head, head to head is one into Ten Hag this season. Oh, look at the sky, man. I want to the league, so who cares? <laughs> Okay, fine. Etata, Ten Hag, fine. We'll leave it to the viewers, in my opinion. If anything, if there's a manager that's underrated for sure and is getting a lot out of his players, it's um, Eddie Howe. You know what? We'll do a Twitter poll. We'll let the fans decide who is more deserving of manager of the season or whatever. Etata or Eric Ten Hag. I think every fan will sense will vote Etata because it's not not close, bro. I promise you it's not It's not close. It really isn't. I expect to see like 75% for Arteta and 25% for Ten Hag when I open that poll. No, but deeper as well, though, we need to we need to bring Eddie Howe into this because of if you deep, for example, their starting 11 against Fulham, like man said their front three was Joe Linton, Wilson, and Almiron, and they're third in the table. Yeah, I can't lie, he's done a mad carry job. And the front the, the scariest part is this is Newcastle when they haven't even like broken the bank for players yet. Their mm. big signing so far is Alexander Isaac. Bro, it's scary. And Isaac came off the bench and scored in, as well. Yeah. The minute they get in the players that they really want and start building a real super team, the league is going to get long. True. The league is going to be long, bro. Because if Man, they're pushing... Like Sean, Sean Longstaff are still playing for them, innit? Bro. <laughs> Sean Longstaff, Dan Burns. Like, come on. They're, they're, they're a good team, man. Once he gets the players he wants, yeah. That's London. what I'm saying. The Premier League is changing. The whole like City pool dominance. Like I think that's it's going to change. I think we're going to see a lot more teams competing for the title, and I mean that like, properly. It will be between at least Arsenal, Newcastle, United, um, City, and Liverpool. Will obviously, still be there, and at some point, Chelsea will enter the fray again. You will have at least six teams competing for the title. It will it's be amazing. Crazy, yeah. But I think that's a good point to leave off now. We've covered pretty much everything. Football's back, you know, like. Premier League is if Arsenal wins the Premier League, I will leave the podcast. No, you I'm, booking, I'm booking annual leave as well. Bro, I, I, annual I leave. promise you, if Arsenal wins the Premier League, this pod is done. I'm not no, coming no, 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 it's not done. Paris both of you will come with me to a trophy parade. Huh? I'm bringing both of you to Highbury. I'm telling you. God forbid. We'll go Highbury and then we'll go back to <laughs> back to the Emirates. <laughs> I'll go and support Al Nasir before I let it happen. Like this pub will go on no matter what, especially if we win the league. Like it's even more reason. Nah, man, I'm not doing that episode. That's a solo episode for you, bro. But I'm honestly, I don't mind. Then the the ratings will be the highest ever been. <laughs> Shameless. Yeah. If you're gonna be part of success or not, it's up to you. Nah, keep keep that success to yourself. Not all success is good success. No, yeah. it's good. It's good to I'm share it with your brothers, isn't it? <laughs> nah, keep that one to yourself, bro. But yeah, I've been your host, with my co-hosts, Karis and Kevin. It's been another amazing episode. Thank you for listening, guys. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at the BTB Podcast. If you do listen, please rate the podcast on Spotify and Apple as well. The ratings help and share it with your friends as well. See you guys next week. Bye.